This is Founders Talk, an interview podcast hosted by me, Adam Stachowiak. And we profile founders building businesses online as well as offline. If you found this show on iTunes, we're also on the web at 5x5.tv slash Founders Talk. If you're on Twitter, follow Founders Talk at me, Adam Stack. Today's guests are Rich Thornett and Dan Cederholm, the founders of Dribble. Enjoy the show. I'm here with Rich Thornett and Dan Cederholm, the founders of Dribble. And guys, I'm excited to have you on the show. So thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me today. Hey, thanks for having us, Adam. It's a real thank pleasure you. to be on here. And I guess the, the first couple questions I have out of the gate, honestly, is, you know, let's just start with intros since we can't assume that everybody knows who you guys are. So, Rich, since you're first on uh, on the list of, of my two names here, Dan and Rich, let's, uh, let's have you go first. So, Rich, who are you and, and what do you do? Uh, my name is Rich Thornett, and I've been uh, a software developer, I guess, for close to 13, 14 years now. Um, worked at some small startups and some bigger companies, and uh, currently I am working at Dribble. I've been doing that for the last two years, I guess, and full-time for a little over a year. And uh, I'm the co-creator of Dribble with, with Dan, and I do more of the software development, Ruby on Rails development uh, side of things. And uh, he does more of the front end, and we kind of join together on product design and uh, usability and stuff like that. And how about you, Dan? Yeah, I'm uh, Dan Cederholm, and I am the other half of Dribble here. Um, just recently gone full-time with Dribble, actually, um, within the past week, literally. Wow. Uh, but before that, I... Um, uh, had been doing freelance uh, web design for for about the last seven years uh, under the moniker SimpleBits, and um, so I've been doing uh, client work with with various clients and and writing books about CSS and um, speaking at conferences about about web design and web standards and uh, all stuff like that. Yeah, I, you know, I've, Dan, I've been a, a huge fan of yours for a while, Rich. I've just found you through, I guess, through your connection with Dan here with, with Dribble, but no doubt your 13 years of service to the software community has been uh, phenomenal. But, uh, you know, I think probably one of the first questions out of people's minds, especially out of my own, is is how did you guys meet? I mean, you guys live in the same backyard, from what I understand, and just somehow haphazardly ran into each other, maybe because of your wives or whatever? <laughs> That's exactly it. Um yeah, we basically our wives were friends uh, before. We we actually live uh, about what a hundred yards away from each other yeah. um, here in Salem, and our wives were were friends, and we have kids around the same age, and um, uh, that's really how we met. And actually, Rich was uh, needed an office space to sort of telecommute a few days um, with his former job. Um, and so uh, I had some space um, in the Simple Bits office, uh, and uh, so so Rich worked there a couple of days, and, and we got to know each other, um, you know, through that and through our wives and through just you know play dates and all that kind of thing. And, and um, uh, come to find out, our, our skill sets matched pretty pretty darn well, and um, and then the opportunity for for Dribble, they sort of the idea for Dribble sort of arose around that time, so the all the things kind of came together at the, you know, at the right time, uh, right place, right time. Yeah. I find it funny where serendipity kind of plays a role in that because it, it seems like somehow life just seems to serve up the best of occasions whenever, you know, 
things just work out perfectly. Yeah, but, absolutely. You say he was working in your office. Did you did you have like some office space open just to the general public that can come in and do some co working, or was it just you know? Oh no, invitation. It was, uh, it was a tiny little little place that uh, where the windows wouldn't open. Um, and, uh, so it's kind AC of like, barely worked. Yeah, they, exactly. The AC barely worked. It was really kind of hot and uncomfortable. Um, I'm surprised Rich lasted in there with me. Uh, but but anyway, so it was a tiny place, but there was you know a space enough for a couple desks and um, and it worked out and uh, uh, yeah yeah it's funny what you say about serendipity it's true I mean it's kind of absurd that we were uh, living across the street from each other for for that for a while and you know before we had kids essentially probably and, and uh, um, just the, the, it worked out worked out pretty well I mean because I think being in the same room is has been really really beneficial for for us working on dribble together that's definitely something i want to talk about which is you know the the co-working thing versus uh in the same office space but uh let's touch on that yeah. well, hey adam uh, if i can interrupt uh, yeah, just, just to, to your last question I'll, I'll just say i got really really lucky uh that we moved to salem and um happened to be in the same town as dan it was uh when i first sort of found out that <clears throat> we had him as a neighbor. Um, I was pretty excited and I was sort of stalking him secretly because I, I knew I had read his books <laughs> and uh, knew who he was and kind of wanted to, to, to find out more about what he was working on and, and um, get, you know, get to meet him and get, get a little insight into the, the startup world and, and those sorts of projects. And so working together has been, has really been, I've been very lucky to have that opportunity to meet him um, and to work on a project with him. I feel like it opened a lot of, a lot of doors for me. Um, and also gave me the opportunity to, to actually work on my own thing, which uh, I'd always wanted to do, but it's, it becomes more and more difficult as sort of life happens and, you know, houses and kids and things like that come along. And uh, it's, it's great that that sort of opportunity came about. I really got lucky. Uh, having said that, well, now that I work with Dan, sort of all that awe is gone. Um, it's just, <laughs> but, yeah, but I, will say, I will say we, you know, it's, it's a pleasure working. I think we, we work well together, have complementary sort of skills and personalities that, uh, that mesh. And it's, it's been a blast being able to do a, a project together with someone that you kind of, uh, share a sensibility with. I think that's really been important and, and it's been, uh, been, uh, you know, really, really great for, for my career. Certainly it's probably brought his down a bit, but <laughs> I'm touched, man. I'm, I'm really. I don't know if you know. This is awesome. Um, yeah, I, I would. I would agree with Rich, though. I mean, it, it's not easy uh, finding someone to work with uh, and start a business with. Really, um, you know, you, you really have to do it with the right person, and, and I think um, that that makes it even more sort of amazing that we were you know, living across the street from each other and happened to you know. The, the the puzzle pieces came into play at the right at the right time, and it actually worked out where we could um, work together well, and our and our skills mesh together. Um, that that's yeah, I think we're both really fortunate in that way, for sure. And and that's and I think that's a lot of why Dribble is is sort of where it is today, with just um, a very tiny team, which is us and, and an intern essentially. Um, yeah, to to what Richard said there, I was actually going to take it that direction. I, I was going to ask you, Rich, I was going to say, you know, be candid here. Give me your honest remark of, like, getting a chance to work with Dan Cederholm. I know that, Dan, you know, I've read your books, maybe not all of them, definitely a couple of them. Um, and I have to give a huge credit to Bulletproof Web Design for being a, a good book at my shelf because a lot of what I know about web design, or at least 
I guess things have changed over the last uh, couple iterations of the browser and CSS3 and HTML5 and stuff. But, you know, back in the day, bulletproofing was something that nobody had really talked about much. And you kind of coined the phrase and put the book out there. And it was it was huge for my career as a designer. So, you know. Oh, well, that's that's awesome to hear. Thank you. Um, I'm glad it was helpful for sure. I, I uh I actually just wrapped uh, or wrapping up now uh, another edition of or a third edition of that book. So uh, you're right in that a lot's changed since since it first came out, and um, uh, particularly with the browsers and HTML5 and CSS3 and all that stuff. So um, I so I revisited that recently, and, and uh, not to plug it, I guess I just did, but um, <laughs> too late. <laughs> but, um, so did you say that you you're going to be doing a third edition of Bulletproof Web Design? Yes, yeah, and it's almost yeah. done. It's actually in the sort of the last phases of that. Uh, I think it's supposed to be out in, in December. It's kind of like the Beatles White Album. White album. you got to keep buying it. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's probably not It's uh, probably not great for people that have already read it, to be honest. Um, uh, it sort of brings things up to date, but a lot of the concepts are, are the same, and, and, uh, and the code is all a little different because uh, you know we're using HTML5 and CSS3, but um, I think it's better for for people that just haven't read it read it before. Maybe they're sort of getting new to um, web standards in general, and, and this might get them on the right track. Um, so it was it was sort of a, a, a light revision, I guess. I really have to say that's like one of my first suggestions to read, even beyond like learning CSS or anything else. I think it just provides some concepts that are crucial to understanding. How the browser browsers change yeah. your design, and not to be right, uh, right. so stuck on the pixel perfection stuff and the bulletproofing of boxes and modules and how they can grow in size and morph. I think it's just a good principle, especially as you're moving into the responsive web design kind of thing. Right. I mean, it just uh, makes so, you think yeah. in that grander term of percentages versus precise pixels all the time. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I, I think um, uh, at the time, you know, when CSS was first being used, a lot of people were were excited about using it, but they still weren't sort of taking advantage of, of a lot of things that can do like flexibility. And, uh, I think for, for people that are coming from print design, particularly, um, it's a good, those are good, um, fundamental concepts to, to, to know right off the bat, you know, that, that things can grow and move around and the web is flexible and that is, that's the nature of the web and that's what makes it great. And, um, I think, yeah, what you said with responsive web design, that's, that that's really exciting because that's another whole step in sort of the web as its own medium direction. Um, so it's an exciting time right now, I think, for for, for design web, uh, you know, designing things for the web specifically. So before we tie off that and move on to some more questions, uh, Rich Candley, see, so I, I guess you were excited about working with Dan. Oh, absolutely, and I may say, you know, one of the great things about working with Dan has been that he's a very uh, What's the word? Um, despite his reputation, uh, he he's very easy to work with. He doesn't, and you know, he takes feedback and suggestions. And like, if I say something doesn't look good, he takes that to heart. And, you know, there's none of this. Uh, you know, I'm the designer. I've got the book, uh, so it's going to be this way. We work, you know, well together. And I think he's very humble, given uh, you know the the uh, the accolades that you know, he's received. Uh, he's very easy to work with. Uh, and I'll say one other point about having someone who can both do uh, the design and the front end implementation at the same time uh, is really nice. Uh, I think having, you know, I've worked at other places where there was more of a handoff between those two. And I think being able to have someone who can implement both at the same time and also have a conversation with where I say play the product designer role and we're all 
sort of hammering through a UI together, uh, sitting together at you know at the desk and actually trying a lot of possibilities rapidly in the browser. I think that is like th- that to me is one of the things that is really exciting when we you know talk about what we're trying to achieve and we can try several different things rapidly and uh, and then come to something hopefully that we like we may change it a week later. But but you know we 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 were able to experiment you know. Um, quickly, I think because we have a, a designer who's also an implementer. Uh, so in that sense, it's been it's been great. And I think the last thing I'll say is just having having kind of a shared sense of the world or the view of what is good design. I guess uh, is part of the reason it's 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 so great to work with Dan. Is we're both very I think very into the simple, very into you know kind of ruthlessly removing features, removing complexity, removing anything we can from the site, and getting down to the the bare essentials uh, of the design. I think, I think we're both uh, very much into that minimalism. And um, so having a, uh, you know, sort of a partner in terms of bringing this site to life who, who kind of sees things in a similar manner, um, but comes at it from a different vantage point skill wise uh, has, has really been great. Yeah. And I'll add too. I mean, uh, this is, this is turning into a love fest by the way, but um we never talk like this in the office. I know exactly. It's we don't. Very, it's wonderful. I feel like I'm in should. therapy or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, I will add that, that uh, in all seriousness, um, you know, Rich has uh, many talents as well. He sort of wears many hats. Um, uh, in addition to you know, so he's he's doing so many things. I mean, he really is sort of driving Dribble and has been driving it for its existence i mean uh doing you know server he's doing everything from server admin to development to product design like you said uh where, where we collaborate a lot but also he he's really good uh at at sort of uh you know ui solving ui problems and solving uh microcopy and, and writing i mean so he he sort of wears many different hats and i think that really is um again why you know, as a team of two and a half people, we're able to sort of bring bring this site to where it is today. I don't think we we wouldn't have been able to do it just as a we have a designer and we have a developer and we're going to build this thing. It just wouldn't it wouldn't have worked if we were sort of siloed in those uh, typical roles without without this sort of massive overlap. I think it sounds like a lot of the interaction between you guys is really a part of the the magic of Dribble too. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I, I honestly, uh, you know, it, it would not be where it is today. I think without those those sort of uh, those skill sets meshing the way they did, um, without without help, you know. So I, I think in the way we've approached it, you know, sort of bootstrapping it, that was sort of crucial. Um, we we didn't have the money, or we didn't have the resources or the money to hire, you know, people specifically good at copywriting are specifically good at um support or you know uh we, we sort of wear all those hats uh together just the two of us so um yeah that that's it's been uh it's been rich has been fantastic for 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 many reasons for for being able to sort of do all this stuff really well for the uninitiated the, the people who are listening who are like what is dribble and why is there three b's in this in this website's name <laughs> Can you give us the, I guess, brief overview of exactly what is Dribble, and, and after that, we're going to dive into some of the history. So I'd like to go there. Cool. Um, uh, Rich, you want to, do you want to take this one? Sure. Uh, Dribble is show and tell for uh, web, primarily web people. We, we use the term creatives, which is a little loose, but uh, show and tell in the form of screenshots. Uh, 
with restrictions, you know, a la Twitter around how big can the shots be. Um, but uh, that, that's basically it. And, you know, we, we have intentionally tried to be pretty um, – to stand back and not really try to define as much as possible what, you know, what a screenshot is supposed to be of – uh, except with the caveat that it's supposed to be, you know, your work. So you're presenting something that you're working on in the form of a screenshot, and you know, hopefully you're making it interesting for for the audience at the site. Um, so it's it's a form of micro publishing, really. Whereas instead of 140 characters, it's you know 400 by 300 pixels. Um, people use it for a lot of different things, for you know, showing sneak peeks of stuff that they can't really share in full uh, or for showing, you know, project work that might, you know, be launching now or recently uh, put out there or is in progress. Um, some people show like icon sets that they published and want to sell. I mean, there, there's a lot of ways to, to use the site. And um, we like that, that, uh, you know, people find different sort of meanings and um, how they use it and what they use it for. Um, so yeah, at, it, at its essence, it's just a place to post pictures of what you're working on. Um, it, what, what's a little different, I guess, versus other sites like Flickr and stuff like that is uh, so, some of the limitations we put on there, uh, in, intentionally with the hope of making it easier to, to aggregate that content and easier to follow, you know, a lot of people and what, what a lot of people in your circle are up to, um, and not be overwhelmed with, you know, content of, of different sizes or, you know, from, from all over. And so we, we've, you know, we've added a lot of the usual metadata to, to, uh, the images posted, you know, there's comments and tags and likes and all that, that help us, you know, organize the information and get a sense of, um, you know, a sense of what's, what's popular and good, um, through the likes. Um, but for the most part, it's, it's a, just, just a publishing system, um, you know, Twitter for images, um, it tends to be designers who, who use it. Uh, I think initially in the beginning, we had a little more of a vision that it would have broader use. Like you wouldn't just be showing a really nice design that might be done. You might just be showing a picture that sort of, um, you know, de- depicted what you were, what you were working on in a more general sense. But I think the, the medium works so well when, when the images are good, I think it's, it's sort of skewed toward, toward designers and, and uh, really, really sort of tight, high-quality screenshots. But um, it's been interesting to see that happen. But, uh, but yeah, it's just a way to, to publish what you're working on in picture form. Now, see, I thought your, your answer would have been more along the lines of, I was trying to find more ways to find more out about Dan, so I wanted to know what he was working on, so I <laughs> thought, you know, dribble, let's create this thing, now I'll see what he's working on all the time. Well, I mean, that, that I think Dan, only, uh, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but that, that was kind of your impetus, is you wanted to know what, you know, some of your design friends were up to. Um, yes, exactly. And Absolutely. thought this would be a good format for that. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's get to the crux of that then. So who's – I mean I hate to say whose idea was it, but was it one of your idea and you kind of both made it into what it is today or was it specifically Dan, your idea or Rich, was it your idea? Well, there, there was a very loose sort of idea I think in the beginning. Um, I, I guess I had the the, na- the, the, the domain name for instance <laughs> um, and p- possibly a t-shirt design before we, the site even existed. But um, – uh, you know, like Rich said, it was it was more like 
I really want to know what people are working on. Like, I'd love to look over the shoulder of, of my friends and colleagues just to see what they're doing. Because oftentimes, like, I'd be at a conference or something, and, and one of the first things that we would say to each other is, you know, what are you working on right now? What are you working on? Yeah, right. right. I mean, it's just, it's, you kind of want to know what's happening, you know, like what, what they're doing. And, and uh, you, you, there wasn't really a way to do that at, at the time uh, otherwise. I mean, you had Flickr, which people use sometimes for screenshots. Um, you have Twitter, which you can sort of tell tell people about, and that was emerging, and that was sort of a uh, inspiration as well, sort of the immediacy of Twitter and the constraint, like Rich said earlier. Um, but there, yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a, like a an organized way of of letting people know what you were doing or what you were up to, and whether it's work in progress or whether it's uh, something secret or you know you could just sort of crop a little piece of it. Um, uh, that's that was the sort of that was the idea that we had in, in the beginning, and then that that uh, evolved, you know, greatly um, over sort of I- iterating. I mean, I remember Rich and I were in the same office, right, you know, a couple of days a week, and and uh, we said, "Let's do this," you know. And I remember Rich saying, "Let's build this thing," and uh, so we just we just started. We just started uh, building a prototype and, and iterating away, um, and it really changed. I mean, the core idea of sharing small screenshots of your work is has always been there, but um, I think the 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 focus and the the features that we've put around that have have evolved quite a bit since since the very beginning. Let's let's go back then. I mean, I think this is 2007 when this all started. Uh, uh, 2000, maybe 2008. I'm not sure when we first started, like hammering away a little bit of dribble. That's, um, that's a good question. I th- yeah, I think you're right. I think it, I think it is 2008. Um, well, I'll do a who is on the domain. That's a good way to. Uh, uh, Dribble.com. No, while he's who while he's who ising, uh, yeah, I'll it, say uh, yeah. I, I mean, the, the original seed idea, I think, was was really Dan's. That let's let's post screenshots of our work and so I can know what others are doing. Um, but you know, there's been a lot of sort of social scaffolding that we've put up around that. That's uh, that's been sort of really fun to work on, and it's involved a lot of collaboration uh, since that original idea. And I'll say my primary impetus for doing this was just to get a chance to work on a project with Dan. Um, and, you know, I, I like the idea, but I was, <laughs> shouldn't admit it, but I wasn't, I wasn't in love with it back then, and I just thought it would be, you know, whatever, let's just put something out there. Um, I will say when we did our beta, uh, maybe I'm getting into the history already, but, you know, we did our beta in, I don't know, 2009 or something. Was it before that? Anyway, I should know these things. Uh, whenever that was, late 2008 or 2009, um, you know, we started to see the screenshots that people were posting from the initial round of invitations. Uh, and that was kind of mind-blowing because, you know, Dan and – I'll let Dan get into how we sort of seeded the first uh, dribblers. But, um, you know, once I saw the stuff that people were posting, it was really compelling. And uh, that's when I knew – we were onto something here. It was, uh, you know, cause, cause I, you know, I was developing this uploading pictures of like my cats and stuff, you know, so I'm not, I'm not really getting the full vibe. <laughs> You're breaking the rules, about, man. Yeah. You're breaking the rules even before it started. <laughs> I know. That's I know. why we have the cat rule. actually. But yeah, once, once you see the production data with real images of, you know, the great design all over the place and it was, it, it was awesome. And that, that's when I realized, I was like, wow, wow, this is, this could be something, you know, and, 
and uh, you know that's that really spurred I think uh, us to, to to move a little more on the the project. I think after seeing how how good the beta was. <laughs> When you were crafting the beta, what were some of the early features? Like, I know a lot of the features we have now, but what were the very strict features coming out of the gate? Like, uh, did you go the MVP route even, or was it just, here's the basic feature set, let's build this? Um, well, I, to, to that point, we, we developed this really slowly. You know, I mean, most places are, in part because it was a side project, and, uh, you know, we both had two young kids, second kids had just come, and things like that, when, when a lot of this was starting, and... So we weren't really in a hurry. You know, it wasn't our primary source of income or anything like that. Um, so we went pretty slow for a while. Um, I'd say once the – in terms of features, um, cracks me out. Like originally, the, the basic unit of uh, measure in Dribbble was not shots, but it was pixels, uh, meaning everything <laughs> – all the numbers were presented <laughs> in pixels. And, you know, we did – we had it like this for, for months, I think. <laughs> and uh, so instead of saying, you know, we have 24 shots or X number of shots, it would be like, how many pixels had you dribbled? How many pixels do you have left? And one day, you know, I'm like looking at the numbers. It was just ridiculous. You couldn't you couldn't decipher anything from, you know, these numbers in the, the millions. Um, uh, you know, how many shots do I have left? Well, I don't know. Divide this, you know, million number by by, uh, you know, the number of pixels in a shot, and then I can get a sense of it. So it was, it was kind of crazy. So after a while, we just, you know, went to shots as, as the unit of measure. Um, and the other thing, the other feature that we had initially that, uh, in retrospect, was a little little stupid, uh, was uh, this sort of idea of donating, is it shots? Or donating pixels to other people. So we used to have, you know, a, a notion of, if I have so many pixels, I could give another user some of my pixels, and then that would, you know, be currency essentially that could be traded, and they could use it to upload shots. So it's sort of an expression of goodwill, you know, a lot like poking or nudging or something. But um, you know, again, these numbers were so big and, and sort of sort of meaningless uh, when you're when you're talking about pixels, and we didn't have a really compelling like reason to donate, uh, at the time. And we finally just, just dropped it. You know, we're like, this is, <laughs> and we've done a lot of work on sliders and things like that to make transfers of <laughs> pixels. So finally we just dumped the entire thing. We're like, we have no, no good story around this feature. Let's just get rid of it and we'll revisit it someday if we need it. Uh, so we're still waiting to revisit that. But, uh, yeah, so those, I don't know, in the early days, there was a lot of silly things that, that have, you know, dumb features and, and a lot of, we kicked around a lot of stuff about, <laughs> having dribble go in different directions than it ended up going. But, uh, at the end we kind of eliminated, you know, all the, you know, all the sort of complex, complex stuff, I think, and, and kept it very, very simple, um, in terms of, you know, uploading and showing work initially and have been building since. But, uh, I think it was a good idea that we shed some of that weight early on. It just, it just made it easier to comprehend what this site was all about. Yeah, I, I keep hearing Dan giggle when you say pixels and stuff. Like, <laughs> no, what's yeah, funny about that, Dan? It's bringing me back. You know, I, I remember the, uh, the the slider that we had that you, you could use to to adjust the number of pixels that you sent to somebody, and how that you know you move it like one little pixel, and it like the number changed by millions because it was such a large. Like, <laughs> We're getting uh, JavaScript <laughs> division errors, and it's just ridiculous. <laughs> so. I remember, I think Dave Shea was one of the early users uh, in the beta, and, you know, he posted a long comment of feedback. It was, it was very nice of him to, to give us some feedback. And But one of the things he said is, like, this donating thing, I just, 
I just don't get it. I have no idea what this is about. And, yeah. you know, he was right. And so we, we just got rid of it, made, made our lives easier and, and made the site better. <laughs> Absolutely did. I think I'll, I'll just add to, to what Rich said, like, uh, you know, the beta period was, was really important because it allowed us to strip back, like Rich said, to, to sort of a very simple, minimal foundation. Uh, and then, you know, as more people use the site, we, we've, what we've really been doing is, is listening to the users and watching how they use it and reacting to that. Um, as opposed to, uh, us having this vision from day one that we're, we're sort of going to force down to the community. Um, so I think having that simple foundation was was important to, in order to build what the community needed that we didn't really foresee. You know, we didn't know at the time, but now we know. Now we know that we, you know, we want to build playoffs and rebounds and stuff because that's what people were doing on the site, and uh, and you know, so we're sort of facilitating stuff that was happening um, anyway, like the, the community was 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 doing. Uh, and that's, I think that's worked well. It's a slower process for sure, but I think, I think it's, I think it's worked well for us. Well, that brings up a good point. I mean, how do you, how do you keep a beat on your community to know how to change the, I guess the system, if that's the easiest word to say, because when you start developing an idea like this, you kind of see the grand vision and you see where you want to take it. But there is a certain point where you have to cut off a lot of the features and say, this is what we can actually launch with and, and get some people in. And then you can even take a chance to learn from those people and morph the system based on how they actually interact yeah. with what yeah. the features are and what they can do and stuff like that. I mean, how do you do that in this case here? Do you just uh, like did a lot of these, I guess, analogies to the to the basketball theme, to the dribbling theme, just evolve? Like you had said, pixels versus shots. Now you got playoffs and you got rebounds. I mean, <laughs> did it just p- play yeah. well in your favor or was this all part of some grand well, plan? That, that, um, that, really wasn't uh i I don't think from the start planned i think the you know i guess i had the name before we even started building this thing dribble and and essentially as a way of uh, a metaphor for bouncing ideas and leaking your work so sort of had this double meaning um you know dribbling um and come to find out rich is is a huge basketball fan again serendipity here right yeah um I mean, I'm a Celtics fan, but but other than that, I'm not. I don't follow it all that well. So, uh, n- not only is Rich a, a basketball fan, but he's also a pun master. Um, and so, you know, you put those two things together, and suddenly we have this amazing vocabulary to work with from like basketball terms. And admittedly, we might have gone overboard in some sometimes, but never. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. I think I mean, honestly, hopefully, it's a- tasteful, tasteful enough. I think it's perfect. I think how it's worked out, rookies, prospect, all-stars, shots. I mean, I think it's really worked out better. I don't like the idea of pixels, but I like the idea of shots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I think, I hope it works. I mean, you know, we obviously, we we enjoy it. I mean, it's part of the vibe of the site, I think, that it's Stribble's a fun place. It's not, we, we want to use it for certain serious things, but overall, it's a fun site. It's not meant to be serious and uh you know i think having that that theme you know some people hate it and we we see tweets that some people get annoyed with it but but uh you know it i, I think it conveys what we're after which is you know you're, you're you're posting this stuff for fun to be social to share to learn it's it's not about you know while people can often use it to say get work or as a place where employers could see their work 
it's still a fun place, and that's not necessarily the core of Dribble, even though that might be a side effect of Dribble. Um, and I think having a having a theme where it's not, you know, we're not talking about things like you know resumes and portfolios. We're trying we're trying to keep it you know light and fun. Um, I think that helps like convey what we're after. It's not about like some sort of static, um, you know, very serious portrayal of yourself. It's about showing people what you're about and what your work is about. Now, I want to ask you too. You'd kind of gone through some use cases there of Dribble, and you know, you mentioned earlier it was to show off work, and to some it was to get feedback. Um, but I want to ask you about the uses of Dribble because I've actually seen a few people close their accounts or stop using them as much because they were getting critiqued and picked apart every design they put up there. So they're like, ah, I don't really feel like I want to share what I'm working on, not get design critiques. So how do you guys as community managers and, you know, I guess um, product developers, how do you manage that, that kind of frame on the, on the community? Yeah, I, I think um, that's interesting. That you say that, that people closed it because they were getting too much feedback. Oftentimes we hear the, the opposite where, you know, I'm not getting enough feedback on Dribble, and and maybe it's because they don't have a lot of followers or or um, visibility on the site. And so, um, yeah, I think I mean it, it's been a challenge uh, to to not only develop the site with with a tiny team, but also sort of manage the the feedback channels. I mean, Twitter is both amazing for customer feedback and and also. Uh, depressing in a way sometimes um, because you're really you're really sort of hearing on un, unedited <laughs> right. uh, opinions about what this thing that you're making and um, you have to uh, wade through all that and it's difficult to wade through all that sometimes um, and it's it, you know we could sit here all day and read Twitter about things that people are saying about Dribble um, a lot of time is spent actually monitoring that um, and we get good feedback from that I mean it is valuable but um, uh, I totally went off your question, though. Uh, so uses of Dribble, and then also kind of dealing with people getting too much feedback, or I guess really oh, right. somebody not getting exactly what they think Dribble is for them, because it seems like Dribble is something different for everybody, or it could be. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, to that I would say well, two things. One is you know we have certain mechanisms where we can be notified that something's up. You know, if something bad is happening, we usually hear about it either through like the flagging mechanism on a screenshot or you can see somebody talking about it on Twitter uh, or someone emails us and, you know, we try to respond to those directly um, as quickly as we can. But, you know, I'll say with two people, I and mean, the number of users we have at this point, you know, with two people, uh, if we were having to step into every conversation and, you know, adjudicate, it just, just doesn't scale. And um, so, you know, I tend to think while we certainly have a role in the site and, a relationship with users, I, you know, I see us as building more of a platform where, where users can really manage themselves and um, hopefully, you know, keep those interactions in, in the way that they want them. And, you know, if you don't, if you're not happy with somebody's feedback, you can just block them. You know, I mean, it's similar to Twitter in that sense. Um, and also hope- basketball. And basketball. <laughs> Thank you for noticing. Absolutely, uh, I appreciate that. So, so yeah, I mean, you you have tools, and you know, we'll continue to build tools to try to, you know, protect um, people to essentially turn off, you know, interactions when they don't want them uh, from certain people. Um, but you know, as much as possible, we want that to be something that the user themselves, the users themselves, drive as opposed to us. Because if we end up having to to play referee. Use another metaphor. Like it's just, it's just, it's never going to work. Uh, there's just too many people on the site for us to be running around and 
um, trying to solve everyone's problems ourselves. So I, I'd say to that, so far, you know, knock on wood, it, that's been pretty successful. Um, you know, I mean, we we're often a little overwhelmed by our inbox because there's just you know two of us, but at the same time, it could be a lot worse. I mean, we could have a lot more you know support mail to deal with than than we get today. So I, I think we're actually pretty pretty lucky on that front to this point. Um, you know, and you both handle support yourselves. Yes. Yep. Yes. Uh, I guess diving into this new uh, this newer phrase that's coming into our our world gamification. I don't know if you heard of this one or not, but uh, right. gamification, gamification. You you pick your your dialect on that one out <laughs> and run with it, whichever works. But let's talk about drafting because I think this is probably the most um, provocative uh, thing we could probably talk about in regards to dribble because. Your your system is closed. You know, dribble is closed unless you get an invite, and the method of invitation is drafting, which is totally cool, and I love it. And I can understand why that was happening early on. But a lot of the questions I hear about dribble these days is like, why is it still in this drafting mode? And and is that to just throttle, or was it just to kind of elongate this uh, this controlled growth? Um, I'll, I'll take this first. I guess um, you know, initially it certainly was uh, for, for throttling for sure. Um, you know, we started, I think the first wave of people we, we actually sent out a t-shirt to and a handwritten invitation card to sort of see the, the people. And these were people that are, were our friends and colleagues and people that we wanted actually selfishly that we wanted to see what they were working on. So we, we invited them in there and, um, and that went well. And so from there, we, we started giving invitations to them. And then now it's grown like a family tree from, from that small group that was initially in there. Um, but, you know, the primary reason is, is throttling and scaling. And um, the, the side effect from that has also been uh, that people have been coveting invites and really, really treating the drafting process in a very serious manner in terms of, you know, uh, quality of design and getting people – uh, that are that are you know good good designers in there as as draftees, um, and and certainly that's helped the site as well because you you don't have as much to wade through uh, to find really really good talent right and that, that's what dribble uh, one of dribble's greatest assets is just this amazing pool of talent that's really hard to 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 it's not hard to wade through right you can dive in there and find find people to follow and connect with that uh, that you might not have known about before but for the most part it's really pretty amazing work that's being shared so uh yeah i mean our challenge now is i mean we're still two people so our team is still tiny and we we can't exactly throw open the floodgates and and let everyone in and uh, that just wouldn't work it wouldn't work for for support but it also you know wouldn't we'd have to have a lot of different things in place right to sort of preserve the 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 following process for people um and make it easier to find um bubble up the 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 good the good work to the top so that you, you can sort of find uh people to follow and and so there's there'd be some work there uh that we'd need to do beforehand and um i mean we've tossed a lot of, around a lot of ideas and i don't i don't know that we have anything to announce or anything to share right now but um i think so i think it's served two purposes well and that is the scaling and and sort of this quality sp- keeping out the spam control and how do you how do you feel about that second part of it the keeping out of the spam like 
Um, I know once you create a product, it's it's kind of nice to think that you're the actual owner. But I think what ends up happening, especially in the case of Dribble, is that your community tends to really take over ownership because they're the ones that are producing all the content and right. inviting and, and drafting new people and doing rebounds and taking shots and doing all these fun things that Dribble offers to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, do you do you weigh on the fact that? Um, that you like the fact that not so much that I'm asking you for your direct opinion, but just more or less, do you think the drafting the way it works now is actually for the the good of of dribble for the long term, or or do you think it should be pulled away? And the fact that it should be just open because it seems like the drafting is the the gatekeeper to too many and lower quality, or just enough and good quality. Hmm. So this is, I mean, this is, this is the dilemma I think that we have, and this is a conversation we've had a, a million times and I'm not sure we have, uh, like our long-term answer, but you know, it, it, it protects us in a lot of ways, as, as Dan mentioned, uh, both in terms of just scaling the site and in terms of, you know, knowing who's there and knowing where they came from too. Um, you know, when people take responsibility for bringing someone in, um, for the most part, users actually take that pretty seriously and like it. Um, you know, the, the flip side is we have a lot of people waiting to get in and we don't have a great answer for them just yet. Uh, I actually think, you know, this, the, the prospects on the site now that that's our, that's our biggest challenge, I think, in trying to figure out what the right way to handle things are such that, you know, the site continues to have kind of the ethos that it does today. Um, but you know, grows so that, you know, these people can come in and participate, um, we are we we have a lot of ideas around things to do about that. We have not sort of settled on a on a, on a strategy. So to your question, you know, is this how it's going to be forever? Um, whether or not the draft itself stays forever, um, I think it's I think it's possible it might that that idea that everyone comes from someone else. Um, but having said that, I think things will change in terms of at some point it will it will be I suspect easier to get into dribble and participate in, and how that happens or are there, you know, sort of caveats with that? I, I don't know, uh, yet, you know, we have a lot of ideas around that, but, um, we, we need to do something about the prospects. You know, that's, there's just, just too many people who want to participate and we don't, we don't have that solution yet. So yeah. I guess that is, yeah. that is an ongoing challenge for us. Um, you know, right now we're trying to sort of launch some some stuff that we want to get out the door that we've been working on that we can talk about in a bit. And uh, I think closer to the end of the year, we're really going to try to turn. Well, we have we have a few things in, in an upcoming release to help with this problem. But I think um, you know, over the next I don't know six months or so, we're probably going to have to uh, meet that head on for for a lot of different reasons, both business and and just keeping people happy and and, and making sure the site you know heads in the direction we want it to head. I just have uh, one one thing to add, really, to that is is that um, up until this point, we we've we've had to uh, uh, reality is we've had to worry about uh, revenue uh, more than more than before because we wanted <laughs> we want to be able to to work on this uh, full time. And I just came on board full time, and uh, Rich um, has been working full time. But but you know, uh, so you know, I think. We've been building some things uh, that hopefully get the revenue up, and and they have been, and that's been working well. And I think we're just at the point um, to to really circle back and and be able to tackle uh, the prospect problem uh, soon. So uh, and turn our attention back to that because, like Rich said, it is is one of our biggest challenges, and there's so many people waiting to get in, and and we haven't had a, a great answer for them, which is too bad. And uh, so. 
we're going to be we're going to be tackling that soon. Well, let's talk about revenue for a bit. Then I know that we've got uh, Dribble Pro that came into place earlier this year. Um, I know you got uh, the shop where you sell some swag. I think it's two T-shirts you've got to, to offer out there in terms of generating revenue. What ways does Dribble generate revenue besides the Dribble Pro? Yeah, it's uh, so the, the the T-shirts don't don't amount to much. It's it's more of sort of nice promotion and fun fun thing to do. But um, but at, we've had advertising on the site uh, since the very beginning, and we were selling our own advertising for a while, uh, and that was a tremendous learning experience. Um, but you know, a lot of work, right? Each month, you have to track down people for payments and, and worry about whether you have enough inventory next month to, to pay to, to pay out. So um, we joined the deck um, several months ago uh, to sort of offload that. And, and I'm, I love Jim Kudal, and uh, I've uh, been on the deck with Simple Bits for a long time. It's sort of sort of a no a no brainer to 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 go to him and and have have them take care of. The advertising piece. Um, and so, a our, question on that, real quick, is yeah. since uh, since you kind of had a connection there with your past history through Simple Bits and you know Jim Goodall and, and the deck. Yes. Why didn't you go that route the first time and, and uh, try to do Azure on your own? Um. Well, I mean, most of the sites on the deck are you know really well established, really well known. When we were starting out, we we didn't really fit that criteria. That's true. Um, so I'm not even sure we could have gotten on the deck had we gone that route. Uh, That's a good point. I mean, our, our traffic, uh, <laughs> our traffic now is is great and it's climbing every month, and and, and activity on the site is higher. Uh, but yeah, I think when we were first starting out, you know, we weren't we were selling ads, but we weren't we were doing it on a scale of dribble just starting out, which we you know which was small, um, and. So, and the other, the other thing is, is that it was, you know, people were, I think people were coming to us initially and, and, um, we had, we didn't really have to chase people down initially to, to sell advertising. We were fortunate in that way, um, that we had a lot of people coming to us wanting to advertise different things. Um, and so we just started, started doing it and then, you know, Rich built an admin and we, we were off and running, but we quickly realized that it, it does take a lot of time, um, probably time spent better working on uh, features for the site and making the site better. So that's when we decided to, to, to offload it to the deck, uh, at least for now, you know, um, because the, yeah, a lot of the advertisers were the same too, that, that are in the deck. So it's a perfect fit in terms of the audience um, is, is very, very, very much the same. So, And how about the, the jobs? I guess that's also a, a probably a, a decent piece of the revenue as well. I mean, at 200 bucks a pop to post a job, it's going to be, a decent money maker. Yeah, it, it, we've been really happy with the way that's been going. It's it, we've only been up about two months, but um, uh, you know, I think it's again a lot of the advertising that was coming to us uh, when we were selling our own ads was people wanting to advertise jobs and open positions. Um, and it's sort of a it's it's a no brainer, right? There's all this talent, this design talent here. Um, people want to get the word out that they're that they're hiring and, um, that the job, uh, piece that that's been out is, is part of that, part of that solution. Right. So, um, and it's been going really well. I think it's, you know, it's a great, it's a great audience. It's a perfect target audience. If you're hiring a designer, it's, it's absolutely perfect to, to, to advertise there because there's, there's so much great talent there. Um, many of whom are, are, you know, contractors or and or looking for for full-time work so i think i think so far you know fingers crossed that it will continue to do well but that's been a a large part of our 
our sustainability, um, uh, you know, recently for sure. Yeah, we just we to add, we wrote a big blog post on sort of where we thought we were headed in terms of sort of more revenue oriented uh, activities a while back. I think it's called To Infinity and Beyond. So if anybody's curious, uh, it's out there on our blog. But, uh, you know, I think the, the jobs and then I think there will be more efforts to try to link uh, employers and dribblers to, to help them find employment uh, along similar, both sort of augmenting some of the jobs that we have now, but also introducing, you know, other ideas of, you know, like teams of, of you know, design shops into dribble, uh, so teams of people. Um, and then maybe helping them have a presence on the site. So it's, but, but, you know, not just a, like we're advertising a, a job, but also more of a social presence where, you know, maybe designers on a team are participating in dribble, but their shots that they do for their company are team shots. I think things like that. So I think, I think, uh, in the, you know, I don't know, I think we'll be start looking at that, that kind of stuff in the next three to six months. Um, so how to get, um, you know, sort of larger entities on Dribble, so people can kind of organize within the the social within the groups they are in the real world. Uh, that those kind of entities start to to show up on the site, um, so you get an even better sense of like, well, you know, what are you working on? Who are you working on it for? And um, so that you know, say a design shop could actually show their wares on the site in the form of screenshots, and but still have a, a sort of a social presence uh, more so than a lot of. Um, sort of more more staticky portfolio kinds of sites. I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned social because I, I really want to talk about the the social graph that has emerged from from what you guys have learned about drill. I, I can imagine that uh, forcing the drafts the way they work. You know, you've got a connection to every new person that comes in. You know where they come from. You can reliably, I guess, hold them accountable if they go off the off the rule book and don't follow how to to actually post a shot. But let's talk about the social graph and relationships that have merged from Dribble. What can you guys talk about in terms of what's happened socially around Dribble? I think that part's been been really, really phenomenally interesting. Uh, you know, just on a personal level, just being able to find, um, discover designers that I didn't know about before has been, um, I think, one of the best assets that Dribble offers. You know, just uh, making it easy to find other like-minded people. Um, and, uh, and in that, I, th- you know, there's something, uh, interesting about the, this community and the way it formed. And, uh, we have, uh, for instance, we have meetups, uh, through, through meetup.com, there are meetups everywhere, essentially. And, and that enables people to create meetups anywhere in the world. And, um, th- those have just sort of s- spontaneously happened and people, are you know dribblers are meeting meeting up with each other uh, everywhere, and I think that's kind of amazing. It kind of blows me away. Um, and anytime I travel anywhere and meet uh, fellow dribblers, it seems like there's a there's a camaraderie amongst the dribble members um, that's that's sort of unique. That's been that's been really fascinating. So um, yeah, in terms of social graph stuff that's come out of dribble, other social graph stuff. Um, uh, some things I'd like to not so much dive into, but some things I was uh, leaning on in terms of social is like there's a lot of design out there that has uh, has become, I guess, very common or not so much common, but I guess uh, with the Apple interface and iOS and a lot of this newer direction that 
I guess since around 2007, since the iPhone came out, a lot of this newer type of design, this different, uh, I don't even what word to wrap around that besides just new or different or this better style. I don't know, like this uh, very sheeny, you got very realistic looking interfaces. Uh, about social and like even interaction is like that people get influenced by this newer type of design. They see it. And a lot more grander scale, too. They can see their closest friends or they can see people liking certain certain things, like in the highlights area mm-hmm. when you go to explore or whatever. Or even by discovering certain buckets that, you know, might be a UI bucket or an icons bucket or, you know, an app bucket or a web UI bucket. Like, I think these social things that kind of – and I don't know if that's exactly a social feature. It's more of like a discovery feature. But it's part of that graph that kind of emerges because – so many people are on here sharing such good design, and a lot of this stuff is just bubbling up. But it's also influencing newer designers that are coming into the community, too, because it's trending or noteworthy design. And obviously, they're going to get at least somewhat uh, inspired by this. And that, I think that's also what I meant by the social and social graphs. Okay. I see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There are definitely trends that happen on Dribble. Um, what, what I don't think we have a lot of insight into is you know, we'll get accused of like people will say well it's a trend on dribble and now everyone's doing it and you know i'm not sure were people doing it before and they f- that then realize that because of dribble or you know is dribble actually creating trends i i, I don't know the answer to that um, but you will definitely see sort of like um sort of common occurrences of certain design styles ha- happen from time to time but but i will say like you know, a lot of people will say, well, that's a trend and, you know, it's happening. But, well, maybe, you know, things that happen, say, on our popular page are not necessarily representative, like, of all the work that's happening at Dribble. And I think uh, I think one of the things that, you know, when, when people talk about trends on Dribble is we're looking at the very top or the very, you know, sort of most visible stuff. Uh, but, you know, if you dig in, there's all kinds of styles and, you know, angles that, that Dribblers are taking on their work. And uh, I guess to jump into another sort of long-term kind of thing for us, I think one of the areas that we really want to build out, um, you know, thinking thinking long run or kind of, you know, hitting that long tail, finding more of sort of the niche stuff, making that easier for people to locate. I mean, we have tags, but, um, you know, they're limited by what people choose to tag. And um, what we really want to do is if you're into something or you want to see a certain kind of work or a certain kind of person who does a certain kind of work, uh, that becomes like incredibly easy. Um, and, uh, you know, I used to say like, I want to be the Netflix of screenshots and then Netflix started doing a bunch of crazy stuff with their business. But, so I don't, I don't say that anymore, but, but, uh, but, but I, I like, I like that they, you know, they have a lot of tools for recommendations and, um, rating stuff as you would, uh, potentially, you know, rate something and and you know they're pretty good about uh being able to sort of jump from one thing to another in in a a direction that makes sense for you knowing your viewing history so i I would love to see us get more into that sort of thing we haven't had time to do a lot of that yet for you know as dan was saying we're we're trying to build a a business and we've sort of been focused lately on kind of like things that we see as revenue products because we just honestly we need them to to keep going um, but in terms of the longer vision, uh, I want to spend more time, you know, on, um, people being able to discover stuff that makes, you know, that's interesting to them to find the people in their, um, you know, that are close to them and some, some, you know, by, by some vector, you know, whether it's location or it's style or it's, uh, you know, you have a common sense of things that you're collecting or you both like fonts, um, sort of more of that kind of matchmaking between, 
um, you know, user and content and users and other users, uh, I think is, is definitely where I'd like to see Dribble head, where discovery is much easier and much more sort of powerful. Um, so, you know, hopefully as that happens, we'll uncover more of the, the social graph stuff I think you're hinting at um, and, and make more of that explicit to users. So what is a day like uh, that uh – like when you and Dan sit down and and evaluate features in your, you know, Dan, you just came on to, uh, you know, full time a week ago. So what is a day like in the office nowadays, planning out the future of Dribble? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we we come in and uh, attack the inbox. Usually, uh, we both sort of handle support um, and delegate as needed for that. Um, I, you know, I think uh, I don't know that we have a, a, a specific um, a specific you know daily routine. Um, we we kind of we kind of just we kind of come in and we know we know what we have to do that day, and and uh, we're right next to each other, which makes it easy to if we have a question or if we have to break into sort of a, a impromptu meeting, it, it happens, and that's usually. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're doing, uh, you know, product-wise is is iterated really quickly. You know, um, back and forth uh, spontaneously whenever whenever it's just needs to happen in, within the flow of, uh, of the project. So, um, and then we'll we'll have a burrito and uh, and then do do more of that. I'm describing the most boring day uh, ever, apparently. But uh, yeah, in, the listeners have definitely. No, I'm just in terms of in terms of planning, you you were asking about. Like, I think you know, we will tend to have kind of these periods where you know we've we've completed maybe some work that we were up to, and then we we know we have you know a bunch of sort of things we have to get done, but we don't have that exact know exactly how you know what we're going to do and so we'll often have a several days i think where we spend half the day just sort of discussing like you know all right we got to solve this issue whether it's like we gotta you know in terms of you know either just money product or something with the users that we want to do and you know we'll just sort of brainstorm about it um for a bit and you know while doing maybe half the day on that doing some work and then and then after we have a kind of a plan i like i think at the beginning of the summer we did a lot of talking and then we kind of had a plan where we wanted you know, had four big things we wanted to get done um i'm trying to remember what they were now but uh you know and, and so to, we had these initiatives that we wanted to plow through so once we had that i think that vision in mind the rest of it became you know go to work and work either consists of at a moment I know what I'm doing and I'm I'm just trying to get through it, or you know we're doing the UI and that's I think when we sit down and we talk a lot and we try to try to uh, sort of work through a lot of stuff, uh, and then we do a lot of back and forth with that. But you know we're starting we actually have a release of well it's going to be a location search release coming up um, pretty soon, and uh, and once that's out I think we'll be at the end of sort of another cycle where we had a vision for what to get done over the summer, which is unfortunately gone into almost November now. Or in November, yeah, it's almost um, the end of the year. But uh, so you know, once once that's finished, I think we'll have another one of these sort of brainstorming efforts because we have a lot of these sort of big problems. A couple of we talked talked about today that we want to start to come up with. You know, what's the plan now to address uh, some of these things that have been kind of like things we've known we wanted to get to, but we don't have a, a firm vision of. Um, so I think we're kind of ending a, a natural cycle of development. We're going to be planning the next one pretty soon. 
Well, I guess in light of that, then, so what's uh, what's new on the horizon? It's, Dan, it sounded like you wanted to go into some social stuff earlier, but I cut you off, and Rich, you're kind of uh, alluding to some newer features and a new release that you're going to work on. So what's on the horizon for Dribble? What what do people not know about this super awesome? They should just, like, go to Dribble right now and become a spectator so they can get a, get drafted. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're uh, working right now on um, player search, uh, and, you know, as I was talking about earlier, Dribble is tremendous for finding talent, and um, so one of the things we we've been wanting to do for a long time is is make it easy to find people by location, uh, find them by skill, uh, find them by availability uh, for work, um, and to sort of do combine all those things into one area that you can you can really. Um, search for for designers by all those different criteria so we've been working hard on on uh building this as a as a, as a sort of product and uh it's you know we're close to we're getting close to uh done um i don't i don't know if we can promise a a date when it'd be out but uh it'll be very soon um and it it i think it lays the groundwork for some for some other stuff that's you know related to 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 jobs but it also helps um it it should help uh prospects in that uh if you if you want to draft somebody for instance that's in your city that's that's specializes in illustration for instance that you could easily find those those people um so it, this is something that we've i think we've needed on the site for a long time it's something we wanted to build for a long time and we're really excited that it's coming together um and it should be out pretty pretty soon yeah, and it's not just about employment. I mean, one of our it's our most common fe- feature request, I think, uh, which is people want to be able to find people in their area just to network with. I mean, there's there's meetups uh, all over the globe, you know, now for Dribble, and but we haven't had a good way on the site to just quickly locate, um, you know, other Dribblers in, in your area. So uh, I think this will help with that, help with the drafting, like Dan said. So if you want to, you know, it's very hard to find someone on our current prospects list. I mean, it's just a giant list of people. And and uh, I think this will help you target your search a little better if you wanted to, say, find someone local that, you know, you might like to bring into the site so you have that connection and maybe you share a skill set or an interest. Uh, I th- hope it will get a little bit easier. I mean, it's not it's not the end game for that. We're going to do more. Uh, on the prospects front, but I think location will help with a lot of like the sort of users trying to find each other in the site and in uh, organic ways, and so they they have you know better ways to find new people to follow, um, you know by being able to find people in their area and skill, and, and we'll add more more criteria. But it's uh, it's pretty powerful. I mean, just just playing with it, being able to like we found a guy in Salem. I think we had no idea it was on the site um, that, right. that where we live. So you know that's it's just cool to be able to to quickly. Um, see who's around you. I think that'll, that'll be very popular. I think it'll also help immensely with, you know, we're talking about scaling the site before and, and it's getting larger and people are, have different complaints about what, what they think dribble should be, or, or they're seeing too much of X on the popular page and not enough Y on this page. Um, and I think, uh, you know, being able to find people by location and skill, uh, maybe especially skill will help, um, you find uh, new people to follow uh, according to what you know you're interested in seeing, and I think that'll become more and more important as the site and the community grows larger. Uh, it'll be important for us to have these these filters, and player search will definitely be a, a big a big part of that. I mean, if you look at if you compare it to Twitter, we've been comparing to Twitter a lot today. That um, 
uh, if you looked at it from the outside, you might say, well, it's, it's, it's a lot of Justin Bieber fans. Um, and I don't like Justin Bieber, so maybe I don't like Twitter. Um, whereas, uh, you know, we have some of the similar complaints. I mean, not Justin Bieber specific on dribble, but, um, uh, you're, you're talking about trends, the the trends before, uh, you know, certain trends pop up that people get annoyed with, or they blame dribble for having these trends. But, uh, in all honesty, I mean, uh, there, there, there needs to be, I think, uh, going forward in a sort of a long, a long range plan of, de-emphasizing popularity and, and emphasizing just sort of interest in what you're, what you're uh, interested in and finding people to follow based on that rather than based on um, sort of what shows up on that, that one page, you know? So um, it'll, it'll be, it'll be fun. It'll be a challenge, but anyway, this, this player search I think is, is part of that first step to, to go that direction. Anything else that's coming up on the horizon? That's just, you know, bleeding edge. Nobody knows about it. That's all we have now that we're going to be releasing uh, in the in the very near future. But yeah, we've been working a lot. Plans. This is this has been a big project um, that's touched a lot of different parts of the app, and and so I think getting it out there will be great because it'll be out there, but it also will be great because we can start on the next thing. And you mentioned it's like a product. So does that does that mean that this new feature that you're working on is is uh, for you know maybe pro users or just free users or it's it's an upgrade you may take that or yeah sure, <laughs> sure. um yeah we talk about this a lot i th- i think uh, certainly initially it, pros are going to have this uh for sure and we want to make a product out of it for others and we are still talking about how that's going to work um because it's you know it's it's an important piece for us in terms of uh, a lot of employers have asked us for this as well and we see this as a possible you know revenue stream for us so you know what what form that's going to take we have to kind of nail that down but we're going to release it prior to that and get get it in the pros hands um you know as soon as possible so they can start playing with it and using it um you know how it's going to actually look to everyone else we're not we're not sure yet um but hopefully that will follow um pretty shortly thereafter so just curious about the word others. Is the word others potentially like people that are searching for people to, to hire? Uh, we, we definitely want to include those folks, yes. Uh, I mean, really, I, really, if anyone wants to find someone by location or skill, um, we'd like to have an offering for them, um, be, be it for social or employment reasons. Um, so we're, we're other than the pros, I guess we're working out the details on, on that. But the, you mentioned uh, upcoming things. One other thing, I guess, that, that I think is interesting that a few people – have asked us for is, um, you know, we actually, I have a relationship with a a contractor from a a prior job. Uh, and he's, um, he's been working on, uh, basically men Twitter style mentions for us. And that is getting close to finished, I think. So that, uh, one of the complaints is that it's a little hard to follow, um, you know, replies to you and comment threads, um, we have a notion of like follow-up comments, but that's pretty broad where any comment that follows your comment qualifies as a follow-up comment. And we really want to be able to sort of target, um, you know, mentions of you or replies to you um, specifically that you should be able to see those easily in your activity without mm, the noise, yeah. without the noise of all these other comments that were follow-ups. So there's a little, you know, there was some work in terms of the, the data model and the, you know, getting, making that, uh, 
not extremely expensive to 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 calculate and, and make available as activity because um, activity streams are always a bit of a bear. But um, so someone's been working on that. I think that hopefully we'll see the light of the day, a light of day uh, a little bit later this month. So that that'll be I think welcome as well, so that people can really, you know, uh, respond more more easily to people you know to mentions of them um, in comment threads. Well, I I. Uh... I know I've taken a lot of your time up. I usually say these calls are around the 50-minute mark. I think this one's just over an hour, unfortunately. But you guys have a lot to talk about because this is a, a certainly a fun topic to, to dive into. And if if the listeners are open to it, I'd be happy to have you guys back to talk a bit more about some of the business sides of things. I think we talked a lot about the product and development and how things work kind of thing. But um, a lot of listeners of this podcast love to dive into the business aspects and specifically how you guys are crafting your answers to the questions you ask each other around how do we develop this fun thing for the design community into a product we can both um, obviously have jumped into full time. So that's that's a, yeah. another piece of the conversation we didn't get to hit on. So I'm sorry, listeners who've who've uh, pulled this up and expected to hear more about that. But um, Dan and Rich, they got lots to talk about, you know. So. We just talk and talk. Um, but no, we'd be happy to. I'm sure we'd be happy to. To, to be back and talk about those things too. Uh, that'd be fun. Yeah, I'd definitely love to have you guys back on the show either sooner or after the new year, maybe once you release some of these things. And Dan, you've been on staff for a bit and you've collected the salary for a bit and you've seen how those dollars coming in and some of the things you've been working on in terms of bringing new revenue has actually come to fruition. And it'd be really great to hear more about that when the, when the time comes and when it makes the most sense to talk about it. But a uh, huge fan of both of you guys, no doubt. So so excited to have you both on the show and uh, have a chance to talk about Joe. I know I've been a spectator for a while. Recently was drafted, right? Um, so so super huge thanks to the person. I can't remember his name. I'm, I should have never even said it because now I feel bad. But uh, he's t- he's totally a cool dude. That's right. We can find um, out for you. Actually, <laughs> he's my buddy on Twitter. He's he just developed a new product. They just launched about a month ago. I'll, I'll find some way to pay you back. But <laughs> apparently, he was paying me back. I, I don't know why. But uh, and nonetheless, all this to say that Dan, Rich, awesome to have you on the show. Anywhere people should go to follow you. Maybe Twitter's both the the most notable for both you guys. Simple bits for you, Dan. Right? Yeah, yeah. Simple bits for me. Uh, Simplebits.com and and simple bits on Twitter. Um, and then and dribble on Twitter too. Uh, and Rich, you're you're frogging. What is uh, frogging code? Is my handle on frogging code? Okay. What? Real quick before we go on that, where did that come from? Oh, you must be you must be so much younger than me. Uh, there's a there's a children's book series called Frog and Toad that I grew up with and I've read to my kids. But uh, so it's just sort of a play on that. Ah, Frog and Toad, gotcha, cool. <laughs> well, guys, thanks again so much for coming on the show. I know that uh, I've been a fan, like I said, and super stoked to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks. We're we're fans of Founderstock, so thank you very much for having us. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. 